devil in the deep sense. <laughs> <laughs>
So that, that, they'll be an interesting one. They're playing a different way, which they think's the right way to go this year on the back of what they did last year as well. So they seem to be trying to learn and um, improve on the back of what they did face last year as well. But only time will tell on that way which way is the right or which way is the wrong way as well. And then you've got teams like uh, Featherstone, London developed really well, London over the last couple of years. Um, Batley. Batley are always a tough team, especially at their place as well on the slope. Not many Super League players will be used to playing on the slope there and won't understand how to play the slope as well. So I won't be surprised if Batley um, shot one or two teams, to be fair. We've spoken about your consistency quite a lot this season. It is now the time that you need that to come good. Yeah. Look, like as I, as I thought we just said before, learn from what we have done well this season and take that forward. And kind of them little grey areas, what we've had. Um, is because we haven't done certain things well, which we spoke about that consistency level being there all the time. So them little things have not done well. If we're consistent and good at them, it'll improve the things that we have been good at and we'll get better and sure we'll see the results of that. Came here at the beginning of the season to do a press conference and Tim Sheen said to me he thought that you were one big forward short. Have you put that right with these two? Oh yeah, in two two fold on <laughs> I think um, Luke's obviously a, a big athletic middle as well, he's played at the highest level and won big trophies as well. Felita, similar, played at the highest level and can play big minutes at the highest level as well, as can Luke. So whereas we were a little bit short, it would have been great to have these two on board at the beginning of the season. Um, even with the points reduction, you might see them sat in a really high position on the back of these two because just the lift they give you and kind of the persona that they carry around in the place adds to your group and it has definitely done in this last week of training. What's the biggest thing they bring? Is it their athleticism or is it their experience or what are you relying on most? Yeah, well the experience will, will be a big one as well of playing in big games knowing how to handle kind of pressure situations as well. But their abilities of the two boys of what they've got as well um, will be a big factor for us. The fact that he can play and he's got some skill about him as well. Luke's very much is, is tough in the middle, he's good defensively, he understands all his defensive uh, jobs and can lead the other middles on that as well. Because we've had George and Copy have been outstanding this year for us as well. But at the times they've needed help in the middle as well, somebody like Luke will bring that as well. And his ball carrying is really good. It's great place that he's not going to have to do quite as many big minutes as he's been doing. I think he's got used to it. Uh, yeah, so he'll still be looking to do big minutes. He might be fighting for playing a few longer. But yeah, no, he's enjoyed it. Um, in training, I know he enjoys getting a little bit of a break now in between a few of the sets as well. You always see him putting his hand up first to dive out at the moment. So hopefully we have to keep pushing him back in so he can still do them big minutes. You spoke about the points deduction just then. Have you mentioned it to the group in the build-up to these qualifiers that, you know, in terms of league table, they are a better team than where, where they ended up finishing? Uh, we, we spoke about that in here, to be fair, on the... After the whole game, um, after we, we did a bit of a review on what we've done through the season and what we spoke about at the beginning of the season, what we wanted to achieve, and we've shown, to be fair, we achieved more or less everything we can set out. Um, our defence was better than what it has been for about a decade, I think it was, um, on points on what your average conceding per, per game. Our attack was better for some similar time, and our league position finish would have been better than what it had been for about a decade as well. So on what the boys had set out at the beginning of the season, they actually achieved that. We've now kind of put that to bed and said, that's gone now. It is what it is now. We, we deal with the middle eights. We are there. So we now have to crack on and prove that we're good enough to hold ourselves to say that we were a top six side at the end of the season and that we can look forward to building the year next year. To that end, are you more confident than you were 12 months ago that you'd be able to get through this unscathed? Oh, 
I'm, I'm confident in the group and the ability in the playing staff that we um, playing staff that we have as well. But I'm, I'm always nervous going into games. Me, I'm just going, I'm one of them kind of characters that is, uh, and I kind of like that as well because it keeps you on the edge and makes sure you prepare properly. And I think that's the big key we to put through to the guys is that we prepare properly, properly for all these games going forward in the Middle East. What's the deal with the two lads here? Is it for the Super 8s to start with, but have you got an option for next yeah. year? Well, we've got just for the middle eights at the moment. We've spoke to them about that. Both boys were keen to come over for the middle eights as well. Um, like I said, they've both been playing at the, the top elite level of rugby league as well. So they might have aspirations that they still want to play at that NRL level. So this eight weeks kind of suited them as well to kind of give their kind of careers a little bit of a boost. But it's something that we definitely want to look at going forward towards next year as well and hopefully they'll see how we work, see how the club works and see what the competition's like a little bit and they'll enjoy it over here and they'll, they'll want to come across it. How much influence did uh, Tim have in getting the two lads in? Massive, yeah massive and um, we spoke to, um, Luke, was a, Luke was a funny one because he'd been kind of ongoing through the year, we wanted to try and get Luke in and then it was the day before the deadline and um, myself and Tim was talking and I said is it worth phoning Luke again, seeing where he's at. And then Tim said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And he, he did it then. And then he come back to us and said, oh, it doesn't look likely, we're sh uh, struggling. And then he phoned me up saying, oh no, it might actually happen. And then he phoned me up in the morning and said, it's off, it's not happening. So it was like, right, okay, we've only got the same squad. And then he said, we think we might get uh, Felita. So then obviously it ended up being a mad like race. It was a busy 24 hours, like I say, Tim was, all over it for 24 hours and wasn't off his phone. I don't think he slept to be honest with you with the time differences. Um, but he got them both in and he to fair, he's done a great job getting them both in to be fair. A couple of clutch games this season with Huddersfield. Yeah, expecting the same again? Yeah, yeah, they're a good team, um, they're a good outfit. They've got quite a lot of their players um, back in when they played here, they were more or less at full strength as well. I know they've got a couple of um, niggles at the moment. So but we're just looking forward to the contest as well, and it has been a good contest in Subsfield, so hopefully this one will keep the middle eights off in the, the right way. The unsettling nature of Marwan's or is he not going to be here next year? It, 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 is, there, is there a threat of that derailing you at all? No, no, I don't think so. We, we've spoke as a group about that. Marlon back to us um, and, and shown that by these two guys coming in. Um, he didn't need to bring down anything he wanted to, and he didn't want to back us in the middle eights. Um, he's told us he's here through the middle eights, he's backing us through the middle eights. At the end of the year, he just said he'll take a little bit of time to have a little think about things because he's, he's had a lot to deal with, to be fair, this year. It's, the club as a whole, um, so I think it's just, it's just that. But we'd, we'd like to hope that he remains and build on it. But I don't think it'll derail us in any way now because he's made it clear that he's behind us for these middle ends. Devil in the detail. So, Ian Watson there, Paul. You know, he looks, he sounded focused. He sounded like he had the, you know, big confidence out of the game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've said that all season. I always say that. Ian Watson talks really well, doesn't he? And he sounds very confident. He's great. He's, he's a breath of fresh air to listen to Ian Watson. I love the way the way he talks about the game. And, and yeah, and, and like he's saying there about the, the lads that have come in, you know, Tim Sheen's done a lot of work, and you know, on the phone sort of 24 hours to, to get these deals started. And the two guys that are coming in, Luke Burgess and Felice Mateo, they, you know, they, they're not they're not make-wakes. Tell you these two lads, they're, they're proven players who played a lot of a lot of minutes in the NRL. I mean, I know last season the couple of the lads that we brought in, they didn't really set the world on fire. Did they? The, the guys we brought in for um, the middle eights, but these two, you know, they look quality. These and you know, with these in the side, really, we should be uh, we should be more than capable of uh, 
doing really well in this middle eight. Yeah, Ian Watson talks about uh, the other teams in the middle eight, Dan, the likes of Batley and Featherstone and, you know, how the, the, you know, they have to look forward to them games and, you know, treat them with respect. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and respectively, those teams that he was mentioning, you know, the likes of Featherstone and Batley, you know, they've done really, really well. I mean, you'll have to look at the last game of the season for, for Featherstone. They, they needed to beat, you know, a, a good Bradford team in order to, to get into the qualifiers. And, they, you know, they absolutely battered them at home. So, you know, they start their campaign off against Leeds. And, you know, we know what Leeds have been like this season. So they could get on the board with, you know, two points early doors. So, yeah, you know, we need to... For me, I think, you know, and I know um, Ian Watson spoke about it even before the press conference that he's done with us, you know, that... We need to be, you know, professional in, in our approach. We need to go in. We need to get the job done sooner rather than later, and then plan ahead for next year. You know, hopefully in Super League. Do you think, obviously, the experience of last season's middle eight fixtures, Paul? You know, we think he's going to be able to sort of take that into the equation. You know, in the next few games, and hopefully, you know, see us through as quick as he did last season. Yeah, I think I think so. I think it's going to be a lot tougher than last season. I think the, the four sides that have finished, you know, in the bottom four of Super League, are better. Than, than last season, you know, you had Wakefield in there last season who, who weren't very good. They only won a couple of games and they were they're quite weak and and witness to a certain extent were. And you know, this season you've got Leeds and Huddersfield, and I know they finished the bottom and the Super League, but over the last sort of six weeks have, have looked quite good. And besides, um, you know, Lee, Lee are also going to be going to be tough to beat. So I don't think you can really sort of say let's get it done and dusted straight away because I think you know it, it could go down to the wire. This you probably find that you know teams are going to beat each other in this, um, and I think it's going to be really tight. But obviously we've we've got a home game on Sunday and the four home games you've got to be looking at winning all four of them I think and I think it's vitally important to get a good start with it being such a short sort of competition of seven games you know you can't afford any errors really so we need to hit the ground running I think that's what what Ian's focusing on I think he'll have the players ready on more than ready on Sunday yeah we talk about winning our home games Dan you know it's important that we get up to a winning start like Paul said um you know are you are you confident that we're going to get a you know, a great start we all want. Yeah, you know, I, I think we will, especially at home. Um, you know, we've, we've been quite good this season at home. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm quite confident. If, if I'm honest, you know, I think the first four games are going to be the toughest. You know, with the likes, you know, we've got all the three Super League teams and Lee away, you know, so that's going to be quite a difficult um, start for us. But if we can get, you know, those under the belt and the wins, then hopefully we can go into the other games, you know, with that, with that cushion as well. You know, we're there or thereabouts. For me... Um, I think uh, we're, we're going to be fine. You know, I think we've we've proved it against all three of the Super League teams this season. Uh, you know, Huddersfield uh, away was a, you know a fantastic victory. You know, the, the dying seconds of the game. You know, to to get in uh, Evans to score in the corner. So yeah, you know, I'm 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 quietly confident, and I'll 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 put this out there now that I do think we will be quietly confident. I actually think we'll top the uh, the group because of the experience of I've been in it last year. And you know this is—it's an unknown quantity. This for Leeds and Huddersfield, they're not used to to going to places like you know and playing teams like Batley or Featherstone. They're used to being at the top end, at the business end. So it'd be quite interesting to see how they, you know, take this on board. Uh, these you know the, these seven games that are coming up. So it'd be quite interesting how they approach it. You know, we've got that experience of of being in this situation. You know, along with Hull KR, that they were in the same situation last year, so they've got that experience of the you know the middle eight competition. Uh, but I'm going to put my neck on the line and say that I think the million pound game will be between Hull KR and Lee Centurions, and I will say Lee Centurions will win. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, our guest on the last week's well this week's show, Ryan Wilkinson, said. Um, he also backed Lee to to 
get promoted out of the middle eights, Paul. You know, I suppose Dan's echoing Ryan's comments there in a much quieter, reserved way. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, Lee, Lee have obviously got a lot of big names in the side, haven't they? And they've got a lot of potential and, and they've got a burning desire to be in Super League. I'll tell you one thing, if Lee don't go up this season, I think it'll be a massive letdown to him again. And, you know, it's going to be a struggle for them financially, I think. I think they, they really, their time's now, isn't it? They've, they've got to perform now, really. So I right, keep coming top of the, the championship. But when the, the business end comes to it, they need, they need to perform. But just going back to what Dan says, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I think Leeds and Huddersfield are going to do all right in this as well like with us. I think OK might struggle, um, but they'll be tough to beat up there. But Leeds are going to have that class, aren't they? And you know, as much as I'd love Featherstone Rovers to beat Leeds on on tomorrow, I can't really see it because they just they, they're just going to have a bit too much pace and power, I think. But hopefully, I'm wrong because I think it'd be great if um, if Leeds if Leeds were, were struggling down there at the bottom of this. But as long as we go out there and do do the business, I'll be more than happy. And with with us having those four home games. We should be we should be capable of beating all them teams at home. Like Dan said, we've got a really good good home record. We do play well at home. We're very tough to beat at home. And the away the away games, I mean Leeds is a tough one. Um, but the Batley and Lee games, I mean, I'm quietly confident we can go to Lee to Lee and beat Lee. I've not I've seen Lee a few times this season. I don't think there's anything there to be to be worried about. We've just got to back ourselves because we've got a team there with a lot of talent, and especially with these two new lads that have come in as well. They're only going to do us uh, do us the world of good coming in. So uh, I am a bit worried because it's Salford and. and they let me down before, but you know I'm confident as well. well yeah, obviously, <laughs> as confident as I can be. Yeah, I think for me, for me, Paul, it's all about stringing you know three and four good performances together. Yeah. Uh, watching Salford for however long I've watched so far, we struggle to make two and three games on a run at a, a high level. And in this sort of Super Eights, our first four games are the hardest four in the competition. So for Salford to reach that level, we need to 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 win in, the, in these games. We need to, you know, reach that level continuously over the four games. We can't afford to have two good games and then drop off like we did uh, last season, Dan, against Bradford. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I'd saw that game. You know, it was a, a very, you know, disappointing in, in day for for Salford, and we all thought, oh god. But you know, we bounced back from it. Um, you know, you look at the, the players that we've got, and like you say, the addition of, of Burgess and Mateo that we brought in. You know, they do big minutes, as Paul mentioned before. You know, the the good game players. And to be fair, on paper, I think we do have the you know the the best and the biggest squad. You know, we we've got some big players there that are going into this you know middle eights. And you know, Luke Burgess and Mateo, we're only going to add to that. You know, you've got Ben Murdoch, Masilla, uh, you know, well Haraki. You've got you know all those kind of players that I think will step up. And like we've mentioned about those first four games. I think that's what sort of Ian Watson means about he wants the job done sooner rather than later. Get those first four games out of the way, get them ticked off. You know, eight points we could get out of them, which would be fantastic. You know, that'd take us to, you know, virtually safe, and then you know we can all enjoy a, a away trip over to Yorkshire. Yeah, I agree. Dan, like I say, get the job done early, and then it takes the stress out. Talking about Mateo and uh, Burgess, uh, they were at the press conference as well, and this is what they have to say about the start starting of their sort of careers. Yeah. Back into uh, the UK for the Super 8 Australia. What are you looking forward to most? Oh, I'm really enjoying being back. Um, it's, I've, I got here last Thursday, so um, give myself plenty of chance to settle in. Um, obviously, I've not been back in England for for about just over five years now. I'm uh, really looking forward to playing some Super League again and looking forward to the challenge of the Super 8s. Yeah, I'm the same, man. You know, I didn't, you know, get the opportunity that I wanted back in Manly, and you know, I saw the opportunity here in a, in a very good club and with you know good people around. So 
Uh, I'm looking forward to the experience and you know the opportunity that's in front of me. Lou, what's the long-term plan for you? Is this purely a stopgap to try and get another deal in the NRL, or do you want to stay over here? Initially, yeah. Um, obviously, I've left my family behind in Australia, and that's where I see myself long-term and after football. So initially, this, this little period now is a chance for me to come over and play some good football and look at finding myself um, a club back in Australia for next year. Um, but it's good to have, have the opportunity to just keep my options open and just see, see what happens. How tough is it leaving Grace? Yeah, it's tough. That was pretty hard. Um, this would be the longest I've been away from her since she was born. So um, we've got things like FaceTime and Skype, which is pretty good. Uh, she didn't quite understand it yet, but uh, I guess at least I get a chance to see her and say a quick hello now and again. Given that you, you know, obviously you've your options up for next season and, and looking to return down there and top of the, uh, getting a pretty motivated player, I guess, in, in stuff, you've got to go out there and, and earn yourself something for next year, haven't you? Yeah, I always like to, I'm always, I always would say that I'm quite motivated. Um, that's how I like to approach things and um, that's that's why I do this as well. Uh, I don't want to do things half-heartedly, and I certainly I haven't come back here just to pass a bit of time. I've come here because I really want to uh, play some good football, and like for like you said, got a great opportunity with with a great bunch of guys, and um, you know I'd be an idiot not to you know not to take this opportunity. Is, is that the same with you, Flint? Are you looking at this as an opportunity to get yourself a, a deal down under next season, or do you see yourself longer term? Uh, yeah, I haven't thought about my future past this year really. Um, you know, that was my last year at Manly, and then um, you know this opportunity came, and just wanted to play at you know a top level um, of football, um, and you know with a great club like Salford, you know I thought there was a good chance to you know play some good time uh, on the field and um, play with you know high quality of players too. How much do you both know about the league structure, obviously, and what you've got in store over the next seven or eight weeks? Uh, to be honest, I, I wasn't. Um, too clued up about the whole Super 8 thing until I actually got here. Um, I know what's going on now. <laughs> yeah, Google it. No, I know what's going on now, and obviously it's it's an important it's an important uh, part of the year for for these eight clubs, the the top four sides in the the championship, are obviously looking for promotion. So no doubt they'll be um, they'll be putting in some good performances, and the guys in the the bottom four of the Super League. You never want to um, go down to the lower division, so it's going to be a, an interesting competition. Can you explain to Valetti about the slope at Batley? Uh, Joe, have you ever played no, it? No, I haven't been told. No. It's, uh, good I get the gist of it. <laughs> it used to be a lot worse. It's, it used to be like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Run downhill then, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, when you say you didn't know about the system, did we were aware of this, the, the split in terms of you know the league not being Super League anymore and it being uh, with championship teams? Uh, I, I just didn't know what, how it was structured. I didn't realise. Uh, obviously, when I left, Super League was twenty-seven rounds, um, twelve teams, and you know the, the top six, top six went to playoffs. Um, so it's a lot's changed and. Um, I've got my head around it now, so um, like, like I said earlier, I can't wait to get playing and get back out there on the field. So did, did you still think that you could get in the playoffs? No, I knew, I knew, yeah, I knew we were outside the eight, um, yeah. and I knew that we're, we're just playing to, 
you know, to fight for a Super League spot for next year. You obviously played with you know part-time blocks before. You know, you were at Doncaster you, for a bit. Yeah. Started. So I guess you'll have respect for those kind of guys and. Yeah, I went. I had a little loan spell at Doncaster in 2007. Um, I was lucky enough where I didn't, I didn't have to work as well as train. But um, some of the boys that used to have to come training after a full day's work, it's it's tough. And you find a lot of those guys are the ones that they're the, they're the ones that are pushing up the other boys along too. So it's quite um, it's, it's been good for me to uh, experience that as well. Looking forward to facing Leeds, Luke, and you're a little bit surprised by where they find themselves this year. Yeah, very surprised. That, um, that's obviously not the the Leeds of old, and certainly when I when I was there, we, I was lucky enough to be there through a lot of successful years, and um, it just means I get a chance to go back and, and play at Headingley. So I'm quite looking forward to that and um, seeing a few of the old faces. Um, when did you last both last play? Because you've not played much, have you? Either of you this year? Um, oh, we, oh, I've played a fair bit of New South Wales Cup back at Manly, um, and only until I made the decision to come, I haven't played. So it's probably been about two weeks. So I've got plenty of football in. Yeah, same. Obviously, when when you're not when you're picked to play in the NRL side, you drop down and play in the New South Wales Cup, which is. Uh, which is for the Manly side. So we, we've been playing week in, week out. It's just these last couple of weeks um, we've not had a game uh, but just because of the travel over here and getting this all this sorted out. So so I, I think it's probably it'll be exactly two weeks from when we last played. Has Tim explained what the standard's like? Has he told you what to expect in terms of having played New South Wales Cup and then coming into playing the qualifiers, is it going to be about the same standard, is it going to be slightly better? Oh, I th- like, I th- we still stay in touch, they still show a fair bit of Super League back home and you realise the calibre of players they got here, there's no slouches, you know, we, we definitely know what we're in for, we're under no illusions that it's going to be walking the park for us um, and, you know, like, it's going to be tough, I reckon, that's what I'm expecting, so, um, you know, we're going to go out there and play our hardest. I had a good chat to Tim and um, obviously he knows a, a lot about the comps over there and he, he said that this competition is definitely a step up from the New South Wales Cup so um, he said it'd be a good good challenge for both of us to come over here and, and put ourselves on show and, and um, you know really enjoy this last part of the season. It's about getting in front of the crowds and the intensity of, uh, of rugby league in the UK is, is one of the draws is it? Especially in Northern England and the crowds, um, I always used to remember when the Aussies came over to play um, at Leeds, they, they were just overwhelmed by how loud the crowds were and how close they are to the field, so that'll be good to uh, get back to experiencing that again. You're going to be looking forward to the look on Valetti's face when that happens, because obviously you know, you'll be experiencing that for the first time. Yeah. Um... I actually played over here 11 years ago for the London Broncos, so I got a little taste then, but it was a very long time ago. So, um, yeah, like Luke said, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I definitely like playing in front of big atmospheres and especially vocal ones, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Devil in the so, Paul, both big lads, both looking keen and, you know, wanting to show what they've got in a red shirt. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Luke Burgess, you know, all the Burgesses, aren't they? George, Tom and, and Sam, they're, they're all very professional, aren't they? And 
they enjoyed the the rugby league, and I'm very pleased that we've we've got Luke, a player like Luke Burgess. I think I, I enjoyed watching him when he played for Leeds. You know, when he was over here before, he went over to Manly, and he's, he's a big lad as well, isn't he? Really, both they both these players seem very athletic as well, and uh, and very powerful. And I think that's what what you're going to need in this this middle eight. I know like, I don't want to slag players off, but the, the players we brought in last season didn't really didn't really do it for me. Really, I thought they were they, they struggled a bit, didn't they? And didn't really look the business. But these two do, and they're they're exciting as well, aren't they? And I'm I'm excited to see how Luke Burgess goes on uh, on Sunday against Huddersfield. And uh, I think they'll do really well for us. And and to add to the the players that we've already got in that squad, it's an exciting Salford side that you know guys like Josh Jones in there, Ben Murdoch, myself. I'm expecting these guys to to really do it in this 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 middle and uh, really set this middle eight on fire. Yeah, they talk about our pack being a bit uh, lightweight, Dan, uh, but these two, you know, they've come in, uh, both big forwards, both have good goal forward as well, um, and it, I suppose it gives the likes of, uh, you know, Cop Jack uh, the ability to sort of be able to rotate. Yeah, it does, and, you know, at the start of the season when we played Hull, you know, we did say about we looked a little bit, little bit lightweight up front, but since that game, you know, I can't really think of a game where we've been fully dominated up the middle of the park. I think our... Our front line, really, in, in Cop, Jack and Griffin, you know, I think they've done really, really well, boys. I don't know what your opinion is, but I think they've really stood up, especially Cop, Jack. I mean, for me, you know, with the, the rumour of Tommy Lee supposedly going to, uh, you know, Pastures New onto a different, you know, club, then for me, I think it's, you know, Cop, Jack will be a good leader. You know, he's, he's, he's quite happy, he's quite settled. I know his wife, Victoria, is quite settled. And at Salford, you know, she enjoys being around, the, you know, the, the players' wives and so on and so forth. You know, so again, he's, he's a really good player. And then with these two additions coming in, you know, it's going to be, you know, exciting really that you're going to take, you know, for instance, if, if Burgess is on the bench, for instance, and you've got Cop Jack playing, it's a sort of like-for-like like player because Burgess is going to come on. And as he said, he's here to do a job and he's, you know, it's a short time that he's with us, uh, you know, at the moment. And he's going to look out there. You know, even if he's not going to be in a sulfur shirt at the end of the middle eights, he's got to put himself in the shop window, has for wherever he's going to be going. So as you said, he's, he's he's here to do a job and he's going to do that job well. So yeah, you know, confident that these the big boys are going to do uh, do us justice and, and get us over that you know that that line of the middle eights. Yeah, they talk about uh, Mattiel. They had a talk about Batley's steep pitch, uh, Paul. You know, it's it's going to be an eye opener for him. Obviously, you know, coming over here playing in conditions like that. You know, we all know what Batley's grounds like. Uh, but I'm sure he's good enough to, you know, to take that on the chin. I love going to battle me. I think it's brilliant going there. I mean, the amount of times we've been there, it's, it's funny because playing up the slope or down the slope in the first half, you can get like a bit of a lead. And I've been there a few times where we've been playing up the slope in the second half and they come right back at you and uh, battle don't they? Coming down the hill at you. So, uh, so yeah, let's just hope it's a nice dry day when we go there because uh, we all remember the draw there, don't we? I think it was in my, my blog the other week, the 10 all draw there in 1995. I remember that one. But um, I think it'll be a bit drier this time. I don't think we'll have any snow. But yeah, it'll be an eye-opener for, for those guys and, and some of the guys we've got in our squad as well you know, going there. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Though. I think it's going to be good. But hopefully we won't have to go there and win because um, you know, it'll all be done and dusted by them with that being the last game. But um, but it's exciting. I mean, that's one of the good things about this mid-late. I know we all want to be in the top eight and that, but at least you do get to play some of these sides that we don't always get to play. And you know, a trip to Lee next Saturday, I mean, I'm looking forward to that as well. I can't wait. It's like... Um, I know it's one of the middle eights, but it feels like a kid at Christmas, you know, waiting for this. It's a new competition, isn't it? And perhaps I'm a bit overexcited, but but I am really excited for it and I can't wait for Sunday. Every game, a cup final, Dan. That's what that uh, Super 8's all about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's a bit like um, a cup competition, really. You know, every game, 
you're going to go in, you know, against sides that you wouldn't normally come up against, as Paul's mentioned. You know, you've got the Super League teams in there that we've, we've played week in, week out. But, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's a bit of a romance, this uh, middle eight. So I quite like the, the concept of it. Obviously, you don't like it once, you know, if you get relegated. You know, it's uh, not a good idea then, is it? But, yeah, you know, I like it because... As I said, I like going to ground. It's, it sort of brings back memories of going to Post Office Road at Featherstone and Batley, the Mount Pleasant. It's quite, you know, nice to to go visit these grounds, and we have been quite successful over the years at those grounds. So it's nice to sort of go back and and see what we were seeing when we were a bit younger. Yeah, uh, obviously the squads out now as well, uh, which is a uh, you know great. Looking forward to Sunday. Uh, Sol- in Salford's uh, 19-man squad, we've got Ben Murdoch, Masala, Craig Copjack. Fati, Feletti Matau, uh, Gareth O'Brien, George Griffin, Josh Griffin, Joshua Jones, Junior Tau, Justin Carney, Logan Tompkins, Luke Burgess, Mark Flanagan, Mason Caton Brown, uh, Michael Dobson, Niall Evels, Ollie Krinicki, Rob Lewitt, Sean Kennett, and Wella Racky. Um, strong 19 there uh, for Salford, Paul. Uh, you know, it's going to be a tough job for Watson to, to pick a, a 17, uh, you know, out of that. Yeah, it certainly is. I had a go at picking a 17 out of it today at work. I got a bit bored, so I thought um, I'll have a I'll have a do and see who I can uh, I can come up with. And uh, yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough to to fit everybody in. You know, two two people are going to get left out of that. And uh, yeah, but it's it's a strong side though. It's a really strong side. But if you look at Huddersfield's 19 man squad as well, they've got some some classy players in there, haven't they? And uh, some clever footballers, Danny Bruff, Ryan Briley, and I particularly like the hooker that Ryan Inchliffe. So it's going to be a really it's got the makings of a really good game on it this one. And both the games this season were settled by a point at, at home and two points at the Huddersfield's ground. So uh, I've got a feeling it might be another close one. Yeah, Justin Carney back in the squad. Uh, Dan, uh, you know him and Kate and Brown both competing for that that wing spot. You know, what, what do you think? Who, who gets the nod on the, in a crucial game against Huddersfield? See, again, it's a hard one, isn't it, that one? Because you've got, you know, the the thing on the wing in, in Justin Carney, who's been, you know, fantastic in a Salford shirt. You know, going forward, he's, you know, he's, he's like a, a mountain into moving. But again, you've got Keaton Brown, who's really coming to his own since getting the opportunity to come into the team, you know, getting a hat-trick at witness and, you know, scoring some really good tries that, that he has done. You know, he's he's got to be in with worth a shout. Um, for me, I think you've got to go with Justin Carney. You know, I think his his ability to get over that try line and just his his all round aggression in the middle of the field, I think you've got to go with him hands down. But you know, I, as I said, in Ian Watson, whoever he decides to go out with the pitch, he obviously trusts. He obviously has worked with him leading up to the game. So whoever goes in, he's there to do a job, aren't they? So you know, whoever goes in, as far as I'm concerned, they're all wearing a Salford shirt. They all need to do a job. Yeah, we both boys, both new boys. Uh, in the 19, Paul, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where Ian Watson, you know, shuffles his pack, as it were. Uh, you know, they're both quality players, they're both NRL experience. You're both going to predict they're go, probably going to go straight into the, at least the at least the, nine, at least the 17. Well, yeah, well, I definitely have both in the 17. I'd put them both on the on the bench in my 17. I'd go with uh, Craig Copjack and George Griffin as my, my front row with Logan Tompkins. And I'd have Luke Burgess coming off the bench because I think a few times this season I've noticed when Craig Copjack does that first 20 minutes, we sort of drop off intensity levels when he goes off, and we don't always have that that grunt. I don't want to slag Olsi Krasniki off or anybody else, but you know, Luke to have Luke Burgess coming off the bench, I think he gives you that impetus. He's a big bloke, and you know, Craig Copjack goes off, you bring Burgess on, and you keep that that flow going. So, uh, so yeah, and the same with that Matteo. I think you know from what I've seen of him. Um, he looks like he's going to do big minutes, but I'd, I'd have him on the bench. I don't like judging players on you know videos on YouTube and stuff like that. I'd rather have a look at him when he plays on Sunday and make a judgment on him then. But I've uh, I've got a feeling he's going to be a good player. 
Yeah, looking at the Huddersfield 19, they've got Scott Drip, Scott Drip, Leroy Cudjo, Aaron Murphy, Darren, Dar Danny Bruff, Jamie Ellis, Earl Crabtree, Ryan Hinchcliffe, Craig Huber, Michael Lawrence, Kyle Wood, San Repera, Ukama Tai, Jake Connor, Jeff Johnson, Nathan Mason, Oliver Roberts, Ryan Braley, Gene Armsby, and Sebastian. Is it Kalamanoff? Um, it's a you know it's a tough um, 19 there coming up from uh, Uddersfield. Dan, you know they've got the likes of Danny Bruff and Ellis in that in that side, and it's going to be a you know really tough contest. Yeah, well it is, but they're you know they're, they're looking to impress a new coach as well. You know, he's coming to this, you know, looking to, to see maybe what his strongest 17 is and, you know, what his strongest 13 is as well on the pitch. So, yeah, you know, they've got a lot of players. I mean, we all know what Danny Bruss capable of. You know, as we mentioned in the blog during the week, you know, we all know what that guy's capable of. And, he, you know, when he plays well, Huddersfield play well. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to look at. You know, they've got some big players um, that are going to, you know, do do big minutes up the, up the middle of the park and we need to match it. And not just need to match it, we need to dominate it as well. And that's something that I think we will do come Sunday. Talk about dominating. For me, Kuma Tai for Huddersfield, uh, Paul, you know, he's a big, big unit, punching holes in everyone's defence. He, he, dom he, do he dominated us uh, in the home game um, earlier on in the season. Uh, and really, I'm hoping that, you know, our forwards are able to stop his, uh, you know, go forward. Yeah, he's a big bloke, him. Yeah, he, he did have a good game, yeah, and he's hard to stop. I've seen him a few times this season when they've been on the telly and, you know, he, he looks a good player. And I like the winger as well, that lad they've got on. Is he on loan from, from Warrington, that Armsby? Yeah. Um, no, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's a good player. Is he signed for him? Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a good player deal. and he's a good finisher. And, you know, and he's, he's got a better haircut than me as well. He's, he's quality him. So you're going to have to watch him if he gets the ball out wide. So, uh, But yeah, they've got some good players. The, the thing is with Huddersfield, if you look at their side, I mean, remember last season when they had that helicopter, the, the sky thing, they played Leeds, didn't they? I think they had to win to, to finish top of the, the league. That side they've got now is not much different than, from that side. Then I don't think really. I mean, I know Craig Copjack's come to, to us, but, you know, they've still got a lot of players for, from the nucleus of the side they had last season. So they have got a lot of talent in that team. So we've got to be wary of them, but I think we're definitely capable of beating them. Yeah, it's going to be a fast, fascinating contest on, on Sunday and we're all looking forward to it here on The Devil in Detail. One last word from you, Paul. If the boys are listening to this, say in the changing room, what do you say? How, what do you say to inspire them on? Massive game, massive game. You're playing for your livelihood for for Salford RLFC and the, the pride and the history of that club. We don't want to end up going down again, and we don't want to end up in that million pound game. So you know, go out there and do the business for us. Dan, like Paul said, you know it's it's a big game for everyone. The, the fans are up for it. The players are up for it. You know what? What do you have to say to them if they're listening? Well, I don't think there's a lot that we can say that they've not already been told, to be honest with you. You know, they need to go out there, they need to put, you know, wear that shirt with pride, as we do as fans. And, you know, all we ever ask for is, you, you know, they do the best. And I believe in our team, I believe in our players. And if they do their best, then we'll come out on top. Yeah, that's I agree with that, Dan. It's all about showing, you know, your commitment to the cause and putting the effort in and, and showing what you've got and... You know, that's all we can ask for as fans. As long as we see that, you know, we're, we're happy with that. Um, so that's the end of this uh, game day podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. If you obviously you wait until the end, this one finishes, uh, the actual podcast will come on um, afterwards and you can tune in and listen to me, Paul and, and Ryan uh, talking all things uh, Salford Red Devils and the more detailed look at the, the middle, middle eights as well as previewing the, the game on Sunday. So thanks for listening to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail Game Day podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and RLInternetRadio.com. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. <laughs>